Hi, we have Madame Fournier with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Madame Fournier. I teach Leadership 11 and 12. I teach Grade 9 French Immersion courses, Grade 10 French Immersion courses, and then PE Grade 9 and Grade 10. This is my seventh year at Charles Best. So for our first big question, it is what do you think is the biggest issue in the world right now? That everybody just lives with blinders on. So when we think about each big category of global issues, things like poverty and societal inequalities and various injustices, climate change, we're in a global health crisis right now, we only really see what impacts us. And by the time it impacts us, it's already had a widespread impact. It's so deeply rooted to our privilege and our privilege also, also often gets in the way of us caring about what really matters. So we can't see what's happening around us until it's right in front of us and it's an obstacle for us. And then at that point, we start to care about things. I definitely do agree with the whole tunnel vision thing. For example, climate change, we're at a point where I personally don't think it's reversible. And right now we're being selfish about it as if like, oh, it's not gonna affect us in our lifetime, but it's gonna be our children or our grandchildren. In the past, if we had been taught about these things, we would have changed it, especially I feel like the older generations, like our generation is more aware of it, but it's not enough. The scary thing with something like climate change and that's that's right in front of us right now and we're still just starting to react and we're just starting now to take steps forward and it takes a long time so we're not even realizing that these issues that we have they take generations to change uh, so we really need to take the blinders off so we can have that peripheral vision to see okay what's coming across our path next you know accepting to not be able to change everything but that we still need to do something we might not be able to reverse things but we can absolutely take steps in the right direction to prevent things from becoming difficult for us and really detrimental to the world we live in it is a tunnel vision a lot of times you see things after they've already passed for example genocides right now there's genocides going on in china they're going on in burma yeah and and being in canada right we have so many things happening here at home, how many people are saying, well, Burma, well, China, so far away. And let's focus on what's right in front of me. And what's right in front of me right here, right now is things like remote learning, things like, you know, I can't play my sports and I'm sad I can't go to the movies. And those are the issues that we're focused on where the world is suffering in so many different ways. We should be doing more and we should just open our eyes because even just recognizing it is gonna be the first step. Hi, I'm Mr. Dai and I've been teaching here for about 20 years. Our question this week, it's about what's the biggest issue in the world right now? Poverty, but not in the way that you think. When we think of poverty, we think of people starving, but we're not talking about third world poverty. That of course is a huge problem. That problem, as well as many other problems, could be solved with the poverty that the majority of people have in their own personal situation. If you took a look at the human potential, I don't think that many of us are capitalizing on this because we have a form of starvation, of poverty within ourselves. If you think that a person coming from a very, very modest means with a modest IQ could become a billionaire, and send people into space, even having started with no money. That's one person. 
who did not have poverty of the mind. We have so many people in first world countries getting great educations, except their potential doesn't even get close to what it could be. We often underestimate what we could do in a lifetime, and we overestimate what we could do in a day. So we make ourselves so, so, so busy, we fast forward 20 years and we say, what was our greatest accomplishment in 20 years? Uh, I, I have a, a mortgage on my house, uh, I have a, a, a little bit of savings, and I just am living paycheck to paycheck. That is poverty. If we had more people go beyond their, their capability, and that has nothing to do with IQ or circumstance, imagine how poverty could be solved around the world. And I see a lot of people who are working incredibly, incredibly hard, but I wouldn't say that they're working on all of the right things. I think the education system, it's tough because you have a group of students who are trying to advance uh, through higher education, but the entry level is based off of grades. Mm -hmm. So now they're too focused on the grades as opposed to the learning. Yeah, I also think it's like the society's expectations and stuff. It's like all of us need to change like a mindset a little bit about these stuff. Not everything's about just good grades or getting into a good university or getting a good job. One of the greatest accomplishments I've seen in my lifetime is how China, they actually moved an entire generation up from uh, poverty to middle class in one generation. If you take a look at the same statistic of the Americans, have they been able in one generation to move the number of people that lived under the poverty line? How many of that, of that percentage were they able to eradicate in one generation? The quick answer is none. They're about the same level in one generation. The majority of politicians in the United States asked them what their undergraduate degree was in. And without a doubt, the highest percentage was in uh, law. What does a lawyer do? Their job is to win. Um, you might even say at all costs. Their system is in form of argument in order to win. Uh, if you look at the average uh, Chinese politician from China, the number one occupation is as an engineer. What is the objective of an engineer? To build, to create, and to improve something. My name is Sophie Manolis, and I'm a teacher here at Charles Best. Uh, I've uh, been teaching in the school district since 1999, but I've been here since 2001 in the French Immersion Program, specifically in social studies. So for our question of the week, we have what do you think is the biggest issue in the world right now? The environmental crisis that our planet as a whole has come to face now through uh, industrialization, the use of cars, uh, deforestation, mining, and all those are having a profound effect on our ecosystem. For example, in the water, we're having an increase of dead zones, which is a lack of oxygen in big parts of our oceans, which is of course affecting our fish and our water mammals. Uh, we also have, of course, air pollution, which in some countries is crucial. I mean, if you look at China, for example, uh, breathing outdoors uh, in Beijing is the equivalent of smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. All this, of course, with all the gases that are being emitted into the air is creating a greenhouse effect 
and as a result our climate uh, is changing because of the temperature rise which in the last 30 years has become extremely concerning because even a, a degree of increase uh, in our temperature can have a huge effect on our system and of course the tragic part is what is happening to our wildlife uh, of course it will result in our own destruction unless our governments and this is a worldwide endeavor to change our behavior and try to slow down the effects of climate change or we risk not surviving the century. So as an educator, what do you think needs to be implemented into maybe the education system? We need to make students more aware that this problem isn't something that just the government can solve. It's something that starts from the individual level. If we think about uh, consumerism, always trying to keep up with the latest uh, cell phone and latest laptop and uh, latest clothing. How much are we contributing to landfills? Be frugal when it comes to recycling. You have to make sure that you use things to their full extent. Think about what effect you have when you decide to drive your car as opposed to ride a bike. When you throw out food, when there's so many people starving. And then of course we need to teach them uh, about the responsibilities of government and the companies, of course, that who are major contributors to uh, pollution. So become aware of who the other players in this problem are. We are living in a democracy and we do have the power to put pressure on our governments to uh, create laws and also to put pressure on the government to commit to international treaties to contribute on a global scale, uh, reducing our carbon footprints. I'm Penny Turpin and I've been teaching at the school for three years now. What do you think is the biggest issue in the world right now? I think it's overpopulation and I think that uh, we have to be really careful about uh, how many people are on the planet and we can see the stress it causes through having too many people uh, competing for resources. It's, it's the thing that leads to war, it uh, uh, makes it easy for a virus to spread, it, but more importantly it chokes the earth and it takes resources that will eventually be depleted. And I think we have to have a mindset like Indigenous peoples do to think not just about the next couple of generations and the economy, but the ability to see the earth first and to look seven generations into the future. Do you think overpopulation is like the main cause or is it just like human greed? I think that human greed comes in it, into it too because I was thinking about the causes of war. It's not just a, a shortage of resources. There is greed, uh, definitely a part of it. But when things are tough, people actually aren't as greedy as we think they are. They're actually generous and cooperative. So many problems in the world right now probably wouldn't exist if we had, didn't have this many people. Having this many people causes pollution. It causes more human greed because it's the rich are becoming richer and the poor people are staying poor. And if we didn't have so, so many humans on this planet, I don't think that problem would be as relevant as it is today. If we can't take care of the people who are alive on the planet right now, we need to give our heads a shake. That's just arrogance. And we need to plan for a sustainable population level where we can take care of everybody. Hi, I'm Miss Leslie and I teach uh, in the social studies department here at Charles Best 
I teach socials 9, socials 10, uh, history 12, social justice 12, as well as comparative cultures 12. And I've been at BEST since 2009. What do you think right now is one of the biggest issues in the world? Inaction. We know that there's things going on and people aren't doing anything about it. People just don't know how to institute change and on how to empower people to make uh, good institutional structural changes. As an educator, what do you think the school or the system can imply to make the next generation want to take action? I think we need to have a good component of uh, civic engagement with our students and we need to offer opportunities for students to engage with their own passion projects and uh, help facilitate students to reach out to our elected representatives and to demand uh, systemic change and to and to hold our elected representatives accountable and i think it's really important that at a young age we empower students and we coach them on on the correct avenues to take to see the changes they want in the world so in my social justice classes, we learn about systemic and institutionalized racism, and we also learn about systemic and institutionalized misogyny. When those two things come together, a really great case study is our ongoing uh, crisis of murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls and two-spirited children. So what the Red Dress Project is, it's, um, it's an Indigenous initiative started by a Métis artist a few years ago. And it's literally just hanging red dresses in a public uh, space. The best way to do it is to hang them in trees, to draw attention and to start conversations around missing Indigenous women and girls, uh, to tell their stories and to know that they have allies within the school. Uh, and I think that's really important too. I think our allies need to be more vocal and they need to be more prominent and they need to be more seen. Um, and so I definitely encourage um, the student body at Charles Best to raise their voices and to let people know that they have friends and allies within the student body. Because of, like you said, mentioned that there's a lot of people that don't speak out about it. The government kind of shuns it away because they're like, oh, no one's still talking about it. We don't need to worry about it. This has been going on for so many years, so much like injustice towards Indigenous people. And I really do hope it gets better with time and we need to like put force on the government officials to do something about it. But yeah, overall, thank you so much for being on this episode of the podcast. Thanks for inviting me.